0: Great news everyone, Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Ragland Educational and Transformational Ministries, Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We continue to lift up the new listeners each week. We pray for our elected officials as we prepare for election day. We pray for those who lost loved ones and possessions due to Hurricane Ian, we pray the blood of Jesus over mouth cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Almighty, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, the story of Lot and his family in Genesis 19 has many applications for the modern Christian Lot made some bad choices that looked like good choices at the time, and his wife, daughters, and his son-in-laws also made poor choices. Folks, you already know that Christians can make poor choices if they don't seek the Lord's will first. Lot was the nephew of Abram, you find that in Genesis 11:27, 27 and this was before Abram became Abraham and the family moved to the land of Canaan. A severe famine forced Abram to move to Egypt. You find that in Genesis 12:10, And Lot was still with him in Genesis 13, 1. Genesis 13, 5 and 6 says, And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. My brothers and sisters, the determining factor of wealth at that time was the number of livestock you owned and the number of people who worked for you to care for the herds. In addition to the livestock, Abram was also rich in silver and gold. There was a dispute among the herdsmen of Lot and Abram, as both groups sought to take care of their cattle on land that could not support both. Abram solved the dispute by suggesting that he and Lot separate, and he gave Lot the first choice of land. Genesis thirteen ten and 11 says that Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, it was like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself... All the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. My Christian friends, commentators give Lot a hard time over his choice of the well-watered valley of the Jordan River. Now, be honest. If you were thinking about your herds, you would have chosen the best area as well. But Lot's choice for the good land was a poor choice because of the evil people who lived in the area. Genesis 13 and 12 says, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. Folks, when you commit to the Lord, he will place you in the right spot, the right situation, with the right people. When we make decisions based on what looks good at the moment, and forget to seek the counsel of God, we often suffer the consequences. In Genesis 19, Two angels came to Sodom, and Lot greeted them at the gate of the city. In the ancient Near East, the men who sat at the gate were civic leaders. Lot had progressed from living in a tent outside the city to living in a house inside the wicked city. Those at the gate were the important men of the city who judged disputes, conferred with one another, and supervised those who entered and left the city. Second Peter 2 verses seven and 8 declares Lot a righteous man." It says, "And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Folks, Lot was a righteous man in the middle of unrighteousness. Sound familiar? As Christians in a sin-sick world, we have been placed by God to shine light on sin, call it out, pray for forgiveness, and seek repentance. Instead, we have become like Lot, compromising by not calling out sin. The United Methodist Church is facing a mass exodus of its churches because some want to compromise the Word of God to become more tolerant of the current world. It is the kind of compromise that That got Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. Lot greeted the men at the gate, unaware that they were angels, and invited them to his house, which was the custom. The two angels refused Lot's hospitality, opting instead to spend the night in the open square. But Lot insisted that they come with him, as he would have been aware of the situation if they were left on the street. Lot took the men home and fed them, showing the courtesy of a great civic leader and host. But he again shows that he is willing to compromise his values when the men of Sodom surrounded his house, demanding to take the two angels to have sex with them. And here comes the compromise by Lot, as he offers his two daughters to the men. Lot even claims that they were virgins to enhance the offer. But the men of Sodom refused the daughters. We later learned that they had husbands, so they were not virgins. But the compromise is Lot offering his own daughters to protect the two angels. Folks, what does God expect when confronted with sin? He expects us to use his word to battle the enemy. In Lot's time, there was no Bible, only a person's moral compass that pointed out right and wrong. Lot knew that handing over the two angels for the purpose of homosexual gang rape would be wrong. But his moral compass was off the mark when he offered his daughters. Notice the absence of Lot's wife, who was surely present to help with the meal that was prepared. Also, Lot's wife's name is never mentioned. In Ezekiel 16, God compares the sin of Sodom with the sin of Jerusalem, calling them sisters, as both were guilty of pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness, and they did nothing to help the poor. My friends, God destroyed Sodom and allowed Jerusalem to be captured and destroyed because they suffered from the same set of sins. When you add the sin of homosexuality to the mix, God was not pleased. The angels pulled Lot back inside the house after his offer to the men of Sodom was rejected. The men of Sodom mocked Lot, saying he was acting as a judge. The men of Sodom threatened to treat Lot worse than they were going to treat the two angels if he didn't back down. So they had no respect for Lot, and after the angels pulled Lot back inside the house, they struck the men of Sodom blind so that they could not find the door. Folks, The Bible teaches that homosexuality is the result of denying and disobeying God. Listen to what Romans 1 verses 26 and 27 says. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. My brothers and sisters in Christ, sin is sin. There is no little sin nor big sin in the eyes of God. He has set the standard and anything that misses the mark is sin. God loves the sinner but he hates the sin. Meanwhile, back to the story of Lot and his family, the two angels asked Lot if he had any other family in Sodom, and if he did, take them out of this place, for the Lord had sent them to destroy the city. Lot went to his sons-in-law to warn them about the impending destruction of the city, but they thought he was joking. Again, bad choice. My friends, I'm amazed at how insistent Lot was to get the two angels to come home with him, yet made very little effort to save his in-laws. And my point is, how much effort are we making to save our relatives? As Christians, our first priority should be to save our family before we try to save the world. The next morning in Genesis 19.15, the angels urged Lot to take his wife and his two daughters and leave the city so that they won't be destroyed with the city. But verse 16 says, while he lingered, meaning Lot was hesitant to leave the sinful city. My friends, wherever you live, it is not worth being destroyed along with that city. Weather forecasters warned coastal residents to flee from Hurricane Inn, yet many lingered, and paid for their disobedience with their lives. The two angels took Lot's hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and brought them outside the city. In Genesis nineteen seventeen, Lot was given a very specific set of instructions. First, he was told to escape for his life. My friends, that should have been the only instruction given, escape for your life. How many times has the Holy Spirit instructed you to do something only for you to ignore his directions and suffer the consequences? The second order was not to look back. The third request was not to stay anywhere on the plain, and the last instruction was to escape to the mountains. The penalty for rejecting these orders, you will be destroyed. Once again, Lot sought a compromise. He convinced the angels to allow him and his family to go to a small town on the plain called Zoar. Once they arrived in Zoar, God rained down brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah as written in Genesis 19:24. Then the unthinkable happened in Genesis 19:26. Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. The Hebrew word for looked is nabat, and it means to behold. Lot's wife turned to behold the city where her heart was. In Luke 17:32, Jesus says, "Remember Lot's wife as he was talking about his second coming. My Christian comrades, we are not to look back at a world that will be judged. Don't look back and don't compromise. Let's pray. Father, we ask you to give us strength so that we don't water down your word to compromise with the world. We pray for your son's return to earth to gather his people. In the name of the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.